0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television.
0: This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. So, couldn't help but notice, none of you RSVP'd to my murder mystery dinner party.
1: Oh yeah, you were meaning to
0: do that. No you weren't, because it was a week ago and nobody
1: came! (laughs) If
0: you want to solve the mystery of who stabbed Kutrapali in the back with a weapon of indifference, it was all of you. (laughs) Episode 342. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. Thirty minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so.
2: It's 30 minutes away. I'll I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour?
0: You have thirty minutes to move your car. Move your car.
1: You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube.
0: <laughs> you are listening to a half-hour wasted. Tonight's episode: The River.
2: The River. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. the rush with Gary. They're a
1: band <kinda> from Canada. Okay. It'd be awesome they're good if you were am- from Tennessee. You know what? <laughs> yeah,
0: look. Rush are good Americans, dang it. They're Canadian. They're good North Americans. They're Canadian. Look,
1: they're hats. Canada
0: is America's hat. Yes. That means they're a part of the scene, baby. They're part they- of North America, not
2: the America. Right. The Rush is
1: technically, not Technically they're of- American but not North America. Right. Not, not, um, but no, they North. are North Americans. Yeah,
0: North Americans. Hey, just in the same I'll way that. I'm, I'm sorry, not
1: United states I'm
0: yeah. sorry, provincial United States citizen who believes that you own claimed the word America. <laughs> you know what?
1: Hey, some Bolivian... Hey,
0: some we Bolivian, invented it. Hey, a Bolivian left-handed bowler is just as American as we are. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but he's not a United States of American America. Right, and Let's that is start different. Start recording. Okay, here we I go. I thought we did. And it turns out, it wasn't chocolate milk. Oh! Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, that wow. was a bad wow. mistake. Wow, wow, That was yeah, a terrible that's mistake. That's not
0: the kind of thing you want to leave out in the sun for a few days, let me tell no. you. No. Or not. in the
1: men's room. Mm. So, not good.
2: where are we? How come we're not in the studio?
1: Welcome to the patio. Well, we, we kind of are in the studio. Do-da. We're in the remote studio.
2: Yes. We're in the poor man's studio. No, it. Uh, we're in Dallas. It is beautiful. I'm going to check the...
0: Uh, temperature. It's a very nice. Yeah,
2: and we decided uh, let's do a
1: patio show, one of our patented patio shows.
0: No one else does a patio show like we do a patio okay. show.
1: It's around 87 degrees right now, and there's a breeze on Bill's back porch, which is very nice. And,
0: and trust me, for Texas, that's like 40 degrees up north. It's nice. Or no way, it's sort of south. Francis, let's um, do a patio Wait, I need to show. do some math here. I was, take the algorithm for,
1: I was informed
0: I'm going to write an told algorithm be, real quick I was to told there, there would, would be no math. math
2: I was told that there would be math But I wouldn't have to be good at it
0: I didn't realize I, was, life. I didn't realize I was going to have to write my own algorithms To do this show
1: Welcome to episode 342 I believe if so. memory serves so Really? 342, 343 we're coming up on Is it uh, really? 342? I would like to Oh my god we're going to have to do another anniversary I show I would like to You uh, show up like Yearly, it's let weird. me find let me find the tweet from the great Liz Hill. Uh-huh. Yes, she has a suggestion, Liz, that I was going to pass on to you guys. I'm sorry
0: about the football thing; I have not forgotten. Want to pass on, on her suggestion
1: on for our episode three fifty? Please, uh-huh. we if clearly my, need good content. My quote unquote smartphone would cooperate. Uh oh, and it went black all of a sudden. what's well, it gotta go. be? Yo.
0: So you can't say you're sprinting to the finish line. No, there. no.
1: Go go gadget phone. That's awesome. You can turn your on. phone on with just a syllable or two. I like those commercials for the Moto X. The Moto X, where he goes, "You got to touch me. <laughs> you got to uh, You got a text message." Gotta, <laughs> the whole bit's pretty funny. I'm gonna think about. Can you play some Miguel? You got to touch me first. As no the touchy, owner,
0: no Mageli. As the proud owner of a. Uh, of a Razer Max. I've been thinking about the other Droid X, but I, I don't know if it was listening degrees. to
1: me. Really? Then my phone was. I actually wasn't looking at. I uh, was looking at Keller, my hometown. Oh, now. okay. I know.
0: Nice. I have so- Liz How they Hill get on says. Liz Hill says. That's weird. Oh. Liz
1: Hill says. I think for your 350th show, you should do a listener call in music show. <gasps> and I said, How would that work? I said, How would that work? She says, Listeners could call in and tell you their songs for 1986, 1996, and 2006. And why it means something to them. Those are extremely close to BAM. You know when we some of the hey. some of the times when we were that thing. I'm down. Not a bad idea. I'm down.
2: Now I had I had suggested that instead of we do a call in, we do a call out show. We could do that too. So maybe we and we're, we're, we're talking shop here, people. Uh, maybe we could have people email us and say, hey, I want to be on the show, and uh, then we'll schedule them, and we'll cap it off at what ten fifteen people
0: Well, there Something will be f- like
1: that, but I think we could do that music thing. Well, I think totally. If you want to be on episode 350 and want to talk about your music choices from 1986, 1996, and 2006, which is a year before we started our show, then please let us know at wasted at gmail dot com. You're going to have to send us your phone number. We will guesstimate. I think we had kind of guesstimated when that show would recorded it was sometime in december Mm -hmm. yeah um well i mean we're what
0: we're gonna be six episodes away from it here at the end of the season six weeks away so yeah that's december early december Do it's more math Ah! brad again he said that he thought there would be no math and yet and yet here we are Um
1: at I'm over here building algorithms on my Sometime pad. on the next episode, we will give you the date, the approximate date. Heck, maybe we'll even try to nail it down of when we could actually do that recording. So, I'm going to turn on my, my laptop computer okay. And while we're talking. Um, okay. But we can tell them next episode. Yeah. Uh, in reference to the music episodes, Matthias Carley, Electric Mayhem on the Twitter, says... Half Hour Wasted is making me spend money again with the "Where Were You" music episodes hashtag Smoky Mountain Rain. Ah! Wow! <laughs> yeah, we're Pretty very awesome. happy
0: about that.
2: I know people love music, and Bill, you love these music shows. But they, I do. they turned out to be very, very popular. Like the con shows we do, I I always estimate underestimate
0: those those particular shows. That is so cool. Because yeah, I. Um... At this point, I think it's just, oh, it's really my only real contribution to the show. So uh, I I take extra pride in uh, the music shows. You're too hard on yourself. I appreciate that. You know what? It's not hard enough. I've always thought that if you're not your own toughest critic, you're an idiot. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, I kind of, I kind of. No, I'm your toughest
2: critic too. I mean, I think Brad you know you can have more
0: on than one toughest critic. It's yeah. just you, you need to be one around. of those people. Oh you no! Hear us when we're, oh when we're no! Not around? Uh, you're not around? No, trust me, I do because you have uh, smartphones. And I a... consider
2: myself a very light, kind critic to myself, and that I love everything I do.
1: I'm a frank apologist. I'm learning to love myself again. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. I, my ego is bloated, but um, but I, I really do, uh, I question my motives
1: constantly. So Breaking Bad ended. Yes! Don't... No, I haven't seen one okay. episode. Right. Okay. I, I, I Los Podcast any... Hermanos! I don't have any spoilers, but what I strongly consider doing was texting a few of my friends, Frank included, mm-hmm. during the Breaking Bad finale <laughs> and saying something to the effect of, dude i really need to talk to you like right now (laughs) but i did not because i didn't want to test the boundaries of friendship in that manner (laughs) and nobody comes back and you're like i would hate to have to have really realized just how important i am to the people i texted had they not had they not uh, you know i have i have no doubt that that some of them would have texted me right away and i have no doubt that some of them would have waited till the show was over I just got this, Brad. What's up? Yeah. Oh, gosh, my phone was off during break... No, it wasn't. You were tweeting about it. <laughs> Don't tell me that.
0: I've been doing that to my, uh... The Quicken Loans guy. Sorry, I hope he never listens to this episode. The Quicken Loans <laughs> Well, just every now and again, you know, it's like... I just... I, I'm not ready to talk to you quite yet. And, you know, yeah, it's a business. You know, it's, it's not altruism on either... You know, I'm looking for something. He's looking for something. You now we just we gotta get to that point where our uh, schedules merge. Have you and, heard? It uh, doesn't of, happen every time he calls.
1: About the quote unquote reboot of Walking, uh, not Walking Dead, of uh, Breaking Bad, starting up on the, in a Spanish language format. Oh no! This oh is really, no! It's a true story. Uh I don't know what it's going to be called, but the lead character's name is Walter Blanco, (laughs) which is white in Spanish. Senor Blanco. Yeah. They're actually going to do a a Spanish-speaking version of Breaking Bad. Well, Well, you know, there's not a
0: lot of difference between Albuquerque and Mexico, right? Actually. Because it's um, New Mexico. So what's the big difference between going to Old Mexico? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a New Mexico? I said Old Mexico. (laughs) You heard me. When did this happen? One of my favorite T-shirts ever, by the way, says New Mexico cleaner than old mexico <laughs> the um so i'm really sorry to our spanish-speaking audience hopefully you're spaniards in, in hola a lot, mis amigos a lot of ways
2: breaking bad is follows that pattern of a spanish novella in fact uh, we talked about that on the last episode of um, los, los podcast hermanos and you know it has a finite it has a finite duration it has a finite end yeah um you know, and I'm sure the Spanish-speaking um, community would love it.
0: That's kind of smart to do that. I wonder I mean, if they'll follow the same well, storyline. I mean, it, it's, it's the world's, it's, it's television's pretty, oldest story. <laughs> I mean, um, I just read today that, uh, I don't know who it is, I don't know if it's Fox or ABC or HBO, but they're getting ready to do an American version of Broadchurch.
1: Yeah, I heard that too. And am like, really not familiar with that
0: Broadchurch. Uh it's a uh, David Tennant uh the the second to last doctor. Oh, okay. He's um, actually going to be in the American version as well. Is he? I believe so. That'll be interesting cuz uh David Tennant was an amazing doctor and I have not had the time or the strength to consider watching Broadchurch because of the subject matter. It is an it is an insanely heavy drama. He is a uh, police detective. Sounds like the that Yeah, they are circling us. The plane is, like, right above us. No, it's a helicopter, and he's been circling us for a while now. It It looks like a zoom lens, too. I don't know what that means. Does it follow the... um, Oh, it says NSA on it. That's interesting.
2: Does it have something to do with Doctor Who, or is it just the No, it has
0: has nothing to do with Doctor Who, although there are a couple of Doctor Who uh, alumnus that are in it. Um, And... He's uh, on the trail of a uh, of a particularly uh, uh, tragic murder that happens. And uh, I'll say no more because, well, frankly, I don't know a whole lot
1: more than that about it.
2: Well, you know what? Speaking of not talking about too much more and
1: stuff like that, before I we, recently finished Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, before we get away from Breaking Bad, did, were you happy with the ending? I just, oh, perfect.
0: Okay, perfect that's all ending. I want to know. I've, I've heard that's a lot of people know. say that they appreciated the fact that it did give them an ending. And again, I'm halfway into season four so i've still got maybe 20 episodes left so i can see the finish line but i'm nowhere near it yet and that kind of hacks me off i
1: posted on facebook that i didn't think i was ever going to watch it because i didn't believe it could live up to the hype and there were several of my friends i respect that replied um that i that basically they were begging me to watch it i was doing myself a disservice if i didn't watch it and I said, you know what? I'll watch it just to make you guys happy, and hopefully I'll be happy in the process. Okay. I'm making a prediction. You will, will not like it. That I will not like it. How many you times... You will give
2: up, because I'm basing this on on a Battlestar Galactica. Okay. This show gets dark, and it gets hard to watch at times. Yeah. There, See, are, there are some bad things I, that happen in this show.
0: I honestly have to almost disagree. There... There were stretches of Battlestar Galactica that I had to force my way to continue watching through because I wanted to know how it ended. Well, but and with if, this show, it's incredibly remember, dark. But I've never once said I I'm not enjoying watching this right now. And I think it's because th- there's no pretense whatsoever about it not being an incredibly dark show.
2: You know, Brad, he, you gave up on on break on um, Battlestar, Battlestar because it got it got kind of dark, didn't it? Wasn't that your reason?
0: That was part of it. I don't think
2: it. that was the only reason. It wasn't the so. only reason, yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, I know there were some other character flaws. And um, stuff, or, you know uh, what?
1: One of the people that, that said they liked it was an old youth minister of mine who uh, I respect completely. Um, he was a big part of my youth. He had a lot to do with my development as a, as a young Christian man. And his children, his two boys, were watching it and tried to tell him to watch it. And he didn't have any interest in watching it, for whatever reason. Maybe because, you know, he loves Jesus and thought it would be wrong to watch it. I don't know. I didn't ask him that specifically. Well, it's but it's not blasphemous, but, but it's not very godly. He uh, he says he ended up getting hooked and loving it. So I haven't talked to him about it specifically, but no, um, I don't know, you know if it's Metacritic has given it a score.
0: Has given it the highest score in the history of television Mm -hmm. um it has got a 99 for metacritic which sounds impossible i mean think about the think about the odds everybody has to give it a 10 out of 10 a 5 out of 5 or whatever the rating scale is but basically almost every single person has to give it a perfect score for it to get a 99 and honestly i think maybe it is the best drama that's ever been on tv i really do and now I never watched The Sopranos regularly, so I don't know. I never watched The Shield, which kind of bums me out. I, I would—that was a great show. Man. I would love for Netflix to hook us up.
1: It does. It uh, Netflix, it's on. It's, it's on, on Netflix. Hulu. The Shield is on Netflix, or it is was it? a few months ago. Okay, I'll look it up right now. As a matter of fact,
2: the uh, I I started watching The Shield, and I think it was because I was binging on it. Um, it just became a little too much for me. It's a rough show, and I I watched Whoops. maybe. How many seasons are there? Seven. Seven, and I saw the first six. I haven't seen the last season, so I probably watched maybe the first three and a half within a one month period. It was and a rough show, and, and, and I can it, imagine. And it, and it got pretty rough, and it also got a little preposterous. But there were some
1: there were some preposterous things on there,
2: yeah. But that's from watching it sure. like almost every day, and I was enjoying it and stuff. So I took a break. So at some point in my life, I'm going to finish it. Yeah, but. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just not to that point. I mean, I
0: I put down books halfway through and not finished them until two years later. So I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I've really enjoyed the journey uh, of Breaking Bad so far. I mean, it's and for me, Walter White is amazing. Um, Brian Cranston deserves a lifetime achievement award for for what he's done with that show. But you can't just single him out because. Um, the supporting cast, there. there's not a weak link in that show. And honestly for me, uh, the character that, I wouldn't say I identify with him or anything, but the, the one character that I think is becoming my favorite again, about 20 episodes from the end and I don't know what the story is going to do is uh, Jesse. When it, when the show first started, I thought Jesse's a punk. He's a little stupid punk. Because he was a low level meth user, meth dealer. Is that the like, right, his right hand man? Yeah. Aaron Paul or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. And he's become, you know, it's become an amazing tour de to force as far as his character development is concerned. He's, you know,
1: I don't know. I, I It doesn't, The Shield does not appear to be on Netflix anymore. But It there are, is Hulu. unfortunate.
0: But there are a number of times that you just, okay, this is where I was going earlier. Yeah. How many episodes <clears throat> of 24 did you watch? And at the end of it, you were just like kind of pressed back into the seat cushions yeah. on your sofa going did I did that just happen right that was amazing that right. was game changing I get that sense uh, episodes are thir- you know seasons are 13 episodes long and that probably happens to me two or three episodes a season to this point there are episodes that I've I've already gone back and rewatched just because I was so blown away by it um I think right now, um, I, think my t- I don't remember the episode names. Uh, well, I remember the second one. But the, uh, the, my two favorite episodes so far is episode six of the first season, which is only seven episodes long, where he goes to uh, Tuco the dealer and he has kind of a showdown with him. Um, it's the first time you see him bald. It's only and seven episodes? The is first, he only the bald for six
1: episodes? No, I he's only, only he's only got
0: hair for six episodes. Right, that's what I mean. Sorry, spoiler wow. alert, people. Sorry about that. Crazy. But then there's an episode, and I don't know what it is. It's, there was an episode in the first season of 24 where Jack Bauer uh, was uh, moonlighting, masquerading, whatever, undercover, as a limo driver. And it had this weird... It was unlike any other episode of the series, I remember, where it had this weird kind of a... a a techno almost a, an electronica techno kind of music score to it that gave that episode a really different feel and i forget where that was in the first season somewhere around halfway i don't remember it. that one. and i just for some reason i think to this day i remember watching that episode i had the flu and so i was really kind of you're kind of whacked out anyway on the flu <laughs> You know, it's, hey, free buzz if you don't mind the 103-degree fever that comes with it kind of thing. Um, But I just remember just being hypnotized by that episode and having to go back and watch it. Same thing's happened with uh, Breaking Bad a a few times, but um, there's an episode called uh, 38 Snub, uh, which is uh, right at the beginning of the fourth season, and the last five minutes of it... um, Jesse is at his house. There's a bunch of people over. They leave. He turns around. He cranks the music up on his home stereo. And it's literally the, the whole reason that episode is my favorite is because of the visual reaction he gives you. There's not one word said to the point that the friends leave, but the way he emotes, just through his facial muscles, says, Five million words, all in the last like minute and a half of the episode, and it's the music, it's him, it's just, it, it, it is. Metacritic is right; it's a ninety-nine out of a hundred. It's it is amazing. The the other aspect of the show, and this is uber geek; these are
2: people who seek out information and stuff. I was listening to the Insider podcast, which is the official podcast for the show, and this does not give anything away. But there were plot points that they created in that show that they had no idea. They didn't project towards the future. They were just, okay, this character needs to do this. And and we'll deal with that later. And they did that several times.
1: Without any, end, without any direction as to how they were going to end that. Right.
2: And they weren't doing it willy-nilly. They were doing it because it was something like, this is just a for instance, a character has evidence against someone, and so he keeps it to himself. You know, how does that play out later in the story?
1: Um, They deliberately wrote themselves into corners. They had so many corners
2: that at times they didn't know what to do. I mean, they were literally just just, uh, pulling their hair out. I guess that's figuratively pulling their hair out. But they they just didn't know what to do. They spent a lot of time, they did a lot of scenarios, and they made it all work. And when you walk away from that last episode, it's like, I don't know how they did it, but they did. And that is just freaking
0: amazing. Now, I haven't seen this yet, but I've had more than one person tell me that the third to last episode maybe the greatest hour of television they've ever seen. It may be the greatest hour of television to this day And I, I have no idea what that means Thank goodness I can't wait to get there And it's really bumming me out That I keep falling asleep While trying to watch it It, it, it doesn't is, deserve it now
2: that, now that episode is only great Because you have seen everything before it Right But when that episode happens It's called Ozymandias All makes sense There's even a, or I believe there is a even a Watchmen reference to it. There might be so well, does, he, I,
0: does he defeat the giant space squid?
2: Right. You just blew episode. it. That's why it's the greatest. Wow. Okay, so we were talking about reading books and stuff like that. I finished Ender's Game. Reading books, yeah. Well, whatever. Sorry,
0: reading ebooks. and I just You're... finished um, Ender's Game. You're smart nerd, is what you are. You like knowledge and learning.
1: What? That's not Bill. Win... No, it's just Bill got so close to oh. the oh, okay. microphone that I was sorry, all. I was trying to I'll speak
0: quieter when I'm. Closer to the mic. And I'll speak
1: louder when I'm away from it. Ender's Game. Yeah, have
2: you
0: read it, Fred? No, I have not. Uh, Seriously. Bill has. Oh, I thought you had. No. I read it uh, I read it many years ago. Excuse me. I listened to the Unabridged audiobook many years ago on a vacation. Oops. Oh, not again. That's why your phone's broken. Yeah. Um, and I read it again about uh, two, three months ago. Specifically... Because I knew the movie was coming back out. So, I, I had a buddy of mine recommended it to me, and it's like, well, I've already read it. It's like, read it again. He was right. He also suggested reading uh, Andrew's Shadow, which uh, concerns, it's kind of the story, the same story. It's kind of the same story. Well, I don't think it would work as a sequel, actually, because it's kind of the same story told from a different perspective. It's uh, the story of uh, one of his right-hand right hand men. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, be, well uh, being spoiler-free in, in this um, about this, since the movie's kind of coming up, there are essentially two big endings to this to the book. Okay. And the first ending, I have to say, was
0: telegraphed from a mile away. Really, because reading it the second time, I'd forgotten what I'd forgotten what the resolution of the first problem was and and yes looking back on it you can say that it you know that makes total sense but for me I'm not as smart as you clearly and so as I'm reading the book and the first resolution is doing it's thing like, it's the resolution is I get
1: I get the are uh, you trying not to spoil it for right, me t- <laughs> the what No 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 alright so that's what I'm referring.
0: to. Yeah, no, we're we're on the same page there. Okay. We're talking about the exact same thing, and um, I uh, I thought the to me it feels very Asimovian. It feels very much like a, a Foundation kind of thing. It's uh, Ender is given a very specific problem to solve, and the question is, can he solve it? Period, and can he solve it in time? I don't think it's. I don't think spoiling anything.
2: But and it wasn't. It wasn't the way it was written. It was more of the plot point. Okay. Uh, as to how that that resolution comes, and I'm sure we're going to see the movie, and I'm and sure you know we'll what? talk about the okay,
0: plot point. I went to go see uh, Angel Heart when it came out with a buddy of mine, and and long before the end of the movie rolled around, he goes, "Robert De Niro's the devil," and I go, "Dang it! I had no idea." So I'm the, wrong, alert. I'm the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. Robert De Niro cracking the egg with his long finger. Now he's the devil. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, but you can still enjoy it because Mickey Rourke. Uh, that's pre-accident Mickey Rourke, and uh, yeah. he's really awesome in it. Um, I uh, I have never been the kind of person who goes into a movie and tries to figure out the end of it. I, I've always prided myself on just being able to enjoy the roller coaster ride because. I don't really want to spoil the ending for myself, unless I, it's just I, that obvious. Well, I don't seek it out, but it. I, well, I don't know.
2: When I read, I'm like thinking about the motivations of the characters, yeah, and like I wonder why he's doing that. And and when you can't figure that out, or it goes in a different direction than you think,
0: you think it should be, or something. That's always nice. Well, I think for me, I just I almost consciously turn my my brain off when I enjoy a movie or a book. It's just, I just want to I just want to be neck deep in the environment that the movie or the book puts me in, and I just want to see what the author had to do for me. So, I rarely put the book down and think to myself, what would I do to get out of this? Or, what does this mean? Or, what is that What is that peripheral character really doing? Now I, I rarely ask those kind of probing questions of the media I'm enjoying. The and, um, and I, You know, for better or for worse, no. the The final resolution I
2: think is going to be cool when they yeah. uh, when they do kind of show it. But the uh, one thing I did, uh, uh, you were talking about peripheral characters, brother and sister. <laughs> they need to be out of that movie. They are pointless in that book. <laughs> the brother and sister they have some subplot that is pointless. You can take that out, and
0: that book is good still idea. good. I've heard, though, that there are parts like... uh, This isn't going to make any sense to anybody who hasn't read the book or seen the movie, and this won't spoil anything. But uh, I had a buddy uh, talking to me who's totally jazzed uh, about it uh, at work today. And he was wondering if the game, quote-unquote, was going to be in the movie. And I've read a couple times now that they are including it in the movie, which is really cool. And it may be kind of... Yeah, maybe gutsy is too strong a word, but it's the kind of thing that can easily be chopped out for the sake of time or, or storytelling, cohesiveness or compactness or brevity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool that they're going to keep that sucker in there. Because it, it goes a long ways towards not necessarily explaining where Ender comes from, but it gives you a lot of insight into how he is in the present, you know, his mental state and all that. But I, I think that again, I, I compare that that book. Uh, Orson Scott Card is not a gifted writer like Frank Herbert, Stephen Donaldson. There's other people that write very elegant prose. He's not one of those people. He reminds me a lot of Asimov, who writes pretty just meat and potatoes prose. It's the ideas and the story and what happens to the characters that propel you to get to the finish line. Have you
2: have you ever read Card? Any Card?
0: No. no. Have you ever read any of the Foundation books? No. Okay. The, uh, the writing was good. I, I liked Ender's yeah, there was nothing I, and, I, and I, and I like yeah. Ender's story art. Yeah. Um, I think he's a more fluid writer than, say, um, Kevin J. Anderson, who, who writes good books, but I've always had the impression, and maybe, God, we probably talked about this two episodes ago, so I'm sorry, people. But to me, Kevin J. Anderson has always seemed like a real lunch pail writer. He shows up, sorry, dog. You mentioned I like Kevin Anderson, too. I mentioned lunch. <laughs> that's when he got up. I mentioned
1: lunch and the dog went nuts. Oh, my
0: gosh. Don't worry. She's protecting us from the terrorists. That way the terrorists won't win. Um, I just think that uh, he is... To me, Kevin Anderson, he seems like he works very hard at it, but he's not gifted at it, and that's fine. Not everybody is. Lots of people have the dream. There's plenty of baseball players who are not gifted, but put their everything into it. There's there's plenty of people in all walks of life that are not gifted at what they do, but they love it. So they figure out a way to be good at it and make a living off of it. And good on you, you know, Kevin J. Anderson. Um, Orson Scott Card is a better writer. His, his writing there goes is that fluid. Kevin
1: J. Anderson interview. It doesn't, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Uh, I know
2: I only, tears rolling down is, yeah. his eyes. He's in feels, the corner, yeah, his in writing a rocking never chair, feels, just
1: oh. back and
0: forth, back and forth. This little baby blanket. This little little bippy. You need a bippy. Oh, Kevin, I do have
2: an idea for next summer. Mm -hmm. I know this is wow. That's
1: uh, you have great faith
0: in this show. Yes, I do. More foresight than. But Bill, I think
2: you will like this idea too Mm -hmm. a lot. Next summer, when summer movie fourteen op fourteen when the summer movie season comes about, I know we will do a start date and an end date to this. Okay. Okay. Like we will say, starting the first weekend of May, ending the last weekend of June. We should do a summer movie fantasy draft. Where we draft movies that we think will be big. Not that we'll like, but we think we'll make a lot of money. Of the upcoming summer? Of the upcoming summer. And we pick like a team of movies. And then at the end. At that end date We add up our to- uh,
0: totals And see
1: Okay see let's say
0: up. We add up the worldwide domestic The
2: worldwide, let's say worldwide domestic
1: or or, 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 No no we'll do American, American Let's box say mm. one movie comes out in June uh-huh. And it We end our Our thing at the end of October I uh-huh. mean uh, August So you got June, July, August for the June movies uh-huh. Well the movies that come out in July, they're only going to have two months to get Exactly. That. So you have to well, you take that into account. Just,
0: just say you've only got one month to collect receipts for a particular movie. You can do it that way. No, well, I,
2: I say you start, like, because those movies in May are going to make more money than the movie that comes
0: out the last week of the last draft. Oh, yeah. So you have to pick it carefully. I mean, the, there's not going to be any movies in July that are going to come out. There are going to be a big tent poles, are there? I'm sure there will be. Well, I mean, okay, I'm sorry. Other than, there'll be the July 4 movies. Sure. But the rest of the month. So you can basically stop it at July third or whatever.
1: Well, there there's been Julys in the past few years that have had you know, Independence Day weekend movies, well, and then two weeks later some other big ones will come. I mean,
0: out. and these days you are getting to the point where you have a big summer tent pole happening dang near every week these yeah. You know, these last few years. When does the next Avengers movie in Superman, is that 15? 15. Yeah, it won't be next year, will it? No. No, I mean, because. 15. Anyway, something to think about. I think that would be kind of fun. So we'd
2: have to pick a our team of movies. Yeah. Yeah, and we could see can do who that. comes out.
0: Well, I mean, we're going to have to come up with an intricate and sophisticated way to determine the draft order because the number one pick is. Oh, wait. Star Wars coming out in 15. Is that right? 15? Not next year? Okay, well, never mind then. But whoever well, picks Star Wars or Avengers, I guess if you have Star Wars
1: and Avengers two and whatever, it, but that wouldn't happen yeah. because it, you, you'd kind of we'd have to go in order by week of the draft. Now, are you are you saying that when somebody picks Avengers, nobody else can pick Avengers? Well, I mean it's like fantasy football. You wouldn't pick the first person can, that draws the lucky number in the draft is going to win. Well, that's, that's what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe not. I mean, I would have picked. Oh. I would have picked
2: a Lone Ranger. Like, if we had done this year, I would have picked Lone Ranger. Yeah. Of course, I would have lost. But I would have thought for sure that that would have been a m- big money maker. I mean, you don't know with this.
0: Mm-hmm. We can try it. Yeah, let's try it. I dare you. Let's
1: no. try
2: it. If that we one. remember.
0: And then we can go, yeah. <laughs> we can go, way to go, Frank, with your Lone Ranger call. <laughs> when well, I took the Lone Ranger! <laughs> I thought Tonto was going to clean house. But that movie turned out to be... Way not fun enough and kind of cumbersome considering the simplistic plot it should have. You know, stuff like that. That's I like my good, whiny boys. That's a pretty <laughs> good
1: Frank impression. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> awesome. <laughs> you got to throw in one of those. I, I should. stand <laughs> by. <In> three, two. <laughs>
0: I think we're gonna get the uh, gonna get the cops called on us now. What was the last book you read? The quiet neighbor. The last
1: book yeah. I read was not including the one i'm in but the one i finished last yeah. is a fringe novel mhm there they are publishing 3 prequel novels oh, cool. fringe prequel novels the where do they, they take place in the time the line? first one takes place when belly and walter bishop are in college okay just starting their experiments together nice and we get to see the first time they ripped open the the hole to the other universe that was pretty awesome, um, which was not, by the way, shown in the TV show. Um, the second uh, novel that i that I have read, and that's the last one I finished, was uh, Olivia was the main character, and we got to see the first time Massive Dynamic took an interest in her as a child. Her um, okay, and oh, that's her right. she had already been. Uh part of the um, Jacksonville? Yeah, what's the drug?
0: Oh, uh did owl farts. Um
1: uh, did <laughs> farts. Did, uh Cortexafan. Co- Thank you. She'd have already been Very part nice. of the Cortexafan trials. Okay. And uh, so we get to see her um, as a child and, and a teen. So that that was interesting. Um, the third one I believe focuses on Peter Bishop. It hasn't been published yet. But the last okay. one I finished was that Olivia, okay, Fringe novel. Uh, any any writers? Uh, are they famous writers? They're all written by the same woman, and whose name I can't remember. Okay, I haven't heard of her before, but she's doing a nice job. Is it Beverly Cleary? No, it's not. <laughs> Is it Ursula? No, Caleb it's not. Brown? No, it's not. No.
0: Is oh. it? No, go ahead, Frank.
2: Oh dang it! I just. Oh yeah. Speaking of books. I've been, re- I've been reading The Star Wars, which is the... Uh, oh, the comic. Yeah, the eight-part series. The second one came out this week. Jackie
1: Collins. Nope. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Claudia something, I think. Yeah. Um, um, I read the first issue of The Star Wars. Yeah, which for
2: those who don't know, this is based on George Lucas' rough draft of the original Star Wars. It's first draft, right? The uh, first draft yeah. of the script. So there's a lot of elements you recognize.
1: There's a lot of things that's just like that's dumb. And but there's some things in it that you never heard of until the prequels. Yes, oddly enough. So wasn't uh, Han Solo a lizard in this? Yes, he's, he's an alien. Yeah. yeah. In fact,
2: in this one or in this second issue, they do mention Han Solo by name. Like, really?
0: Oh, are you going to go see your friend Han Solo?
2: Something like that. But I he's read not the
0: on second screen. one yet. Is it what? General Luke Starkiller
1: or something. Yeah, Star Killer. He's like sixty or something. Well, there's a General Skywalker. There's a Skywalker and a Star Killer in the oh, in the story. They're two okay. different people. And Star Star Killer looks a lot like George Lucas. He does. He does a lot. Of <laughs> really, but that yeah. may just be the artist's interpretation. Right. But um, yeah, it's uh, well, maybe George saying, "Hey, you know, I've been I'm really disappointed with um, the Star Wars comics from Dark Horse of late. And I've read several of them. They've been." I don't know, they seem rushed and thrown together, not well thought out.
0: Okay. And well,
1: I, I wonder, Brad, we were thinking, I, I was talking to someone else about
2: this, you know, I mean, Dark Horse does have the license, but as soon as that license ends, I'm sure it's going to go over to Marvel. Sure, but yeah. Because
0: Disney owns all that now. Yeah. So you think uh, Dark Horse
1: is limping to the
0: finish line, then? They're
1: like, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> it it, it kind of feels like that. I mean, for, for so sakes. long, <laughs> they put out so many great Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? You know you know what you're describing? What? You're describing the seventh season of
0: Voyager. <laughs> yeah. We gotta make it to the and, end. And this this comes we from... gotta make it to comes the comes end. This comes from one of uh, Voyager's few uh, Defenders. I'm so, one of them. I yes. love the show. But the seventh season, I've always maintained the seventh season feels like an entire season of outtake episodes. Like, they, we wrote this for the fourth season, but they right. turned it down. And now they're, they're okay, just go back to the old pile of scripts, just pull 22 of them okay Mm -hmm. or pull 18 of them because three or four of these episodes have to have something to do with them getting home the
1: the the star wars the art is nice Mm -hmm. but the story seems it's like it's like they just kind of wrote out the script on three by five cards and they shuffled the cards and they said there's 15 cards there just pull 10 of them Oh and dear. let's make a, a script out of that. Well, it's like the, it's missing things. The uh, the events that
2: happen, you know, having read sec, the, the second issue, the events that we're used to in, in the first Star Wars movie are um, are shuffled around. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you the Darth the Death Star shows up in issue two. Yeah. To destroy, I guess Yavin, which is now named another planet. Really? So I mean the the story is completely kind of shuffled around. But my main problem with the second issue. Is there are two panels featuring Anakin Skywalker that um, I had to reread it or relook at it several times because it wasn't clear what was going on. the The first problem was he's eating he's eating a turkey leg. <laughs> I'm serious. He's space, eating a turkey it's a space leg. Space turkey leg. Space turkey. Right. And he's turning to this woman and. Saying, and this is what's not clear. He's actually having a conversation with this woman, but it's not clear. He goes, No, he took me on in his, as his Padawan. I'm with him talking about Starkiller. Yeah. That's not clear because there's another conversation going on before it. Yeah. And that kind of comes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's, weird. It's, it's unfortunate because, you know, the Star Wars fans are going to buy these books, and I'm guilty of it too, when they suck. We're gonna buy them anyway because we love Star Wars, and you know it's just—it's hard to vote with your with your wallet sometimes. It really is yeah. when you when you love a property so much. Yeah, that book's not that great, but you know I'm a huge fan, so I'm gonna get it anyway. Cause I maybe one of the six issues will blow me away. That's no way to send yeah. a message. You know what I mean?
2: Now I now on the other side of that. I kind of, I mean, this was the first draft. I know it's going to be rough. I'm not really expecting it to be good, but I kind of want to see what was there. Sure. My problem with the, with this is I think the, the uh, taking the script to the comic book form, I think there's a m- disconnect there. Yeah. Because it's the way the story's being told visually mm-hmm. that is not connecting. Like, I think they're <clears throat> expecting you to kind of, well, if he's here, then he must be doing that, right? Well... You have to infer that, and it's just not... A good artist, it's effortless to read his art, right? It's just like, you see something, oh, I understand what's going on. In this one, it's like, it looks pretty, but... Is the art busy,
0: or
1: unfocused, or... It's
2: unfocused. It's not, sometimes it is not clear. It's pretty,
1: yeah. But it's not really clear as to well, what it is. Well, you got
0: you got guys like that. Like uh, uh, excuse me. Jim Shooter um I haven't seen a blog entry from Jim Shooter in probably a year now, but I used to read those religiously. And he had um, he was writing his blogs pretty regularly when the New 52 hit. Uh-huh. And he had some he had some just torched the art of Kenneth Roquefort mm-hmm. in Red Hood and the Outlaws. Um, I mean he deconstructed it page by page this doesn 't make any sense why well, the panels shaped like I mean shooter just he ripped it up and down and uh I do find that with many of the artists who are literally doing pretty art i mean beautiful art you know or you just like it almost doesn 't even matter what the words are i'm just i 'm so fascinated by the pictures i 'm looking at that i don 't know how it is that the writer knows. That the people are just going to look at it and go, "Wow, check that out," and not uh, actually pay attention to the storyline. I think uh, I think Shooter had a bit of a point with uh, uh, the Red Hood and the Outlaws thing because I I found it. I found it. I read the first six issues or so, and just the whole time was thinking, "What? This is you know, it's just it's too different, too strange." I'm I'm taking a page from Brad's uh, um, Spider Man book there where it's just like I I can't handle the change I mean is this I'm having the same issue I had the same issues with this as Brad had with um, The Amazing Spider-Man or this, yeah
1: was the the new one is The Amazing Spider-Man right well the book at the time was The Amazing Spider-Man no what's what's the movie that just came out oh oh, oh the movie uh, The Amazing Spider-Man okay alright yeah so you know yeah I hate to I hate to
0: give you too much heck over that because I, I have totally lived your scene
1: I'm gonna let's, turn a light on out here. Let's wrap this one up. All right, and we'll get um, we'll get another one. In the meantime, in between these two episodes, we will look at the calendar.
2: I have it up. Nove- the week of November 24th is when
1: 450 50. airs. 350. 350. It's the week of what? November 24th. November 24th. Okay, so somewhere. When is Thanksgiving?
2: I always Thanksgiving.
1: It's lands on the after that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, so, 27th this year. So the week before Thanksgiving is when we will more than likely record. Who knows, it might be this, the two weeks before, depending on our recording schedule. Yeah. So sometime in November, if you would like to participate in the music episode, let us know at halfhourwastedgmail.com. Pick a song, and we'll, we'll spend, we'll try to, obviously we won't, um... Play you know songs and stuff, but you can tell us about it. Well, I think we could play snippets. Yeah, we could play snippets. If you want to, yeah, okay. This is how we'll do it. If you want to participate, send us an email. Let us know. Let it, let me know your songs. I will get the songs. I will have them on standby. Pick a song from 1986, 1996, and 2006, and uh, we'll we'll try to do as as many as we can in a, a couple hour recording session. Spend no more than. No more than 10 minutes with each person, I think. No more than that.
2: So that's a good... So I think if we do
0: six, seven, eight people? Can we
2: agree... The first eight people?
0: Can we agree that we're not going to be terribly anal-retentive about the the dates? I mean, pick a song from 84, 85, or 87.
1: Sure. Around those times. Around those times. Approximately. We'll we'll try to do as many as we can. And first come, first served, as far as who gets on the show. Yeah. With your emails. And we'll have to call you. Yeah, we'll call you...
2: Um, and we'll try to set a time schedule yeah. as to, we'll call you at this time we'll call you at this time
1: we'll call you Yeah. This time. So uh, please join us um, what else, anything else before we wrap up oh, who's, it's Bill's Music Choice Bill's, okay and I will edit the music in in post what? so tell us what we're going to hear alrighty then um, you want to chew first
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm working on some smart food right now. Just oh. popcorn covered in a ter- just a tasty white cheddar flavor. White cheddar dust? There goes some more right there. Okay. I'm chewing. I'm still chewing.
1: Um, oh, I've been asked to um, please make sure we give the contact information each and every episode. Some guy couldn't find it. Wasted at gmail.com. We usually do it. Maybe we forgot once or twice. We,
2: we kind of stopped uh, when we started doing the music, like the yeah. boilerplate. In fact, HalfHourWasted
1: well, like, at gmail.com. Voicemails are 972-798-3830. And follow us on Twitter, at HalfHourWasted. Yep. You can search Half Hour Wasted on Facebook to find our Facebook page. I've been trying to post more things to it lately. Okay, Bill, what's your song? This is a... Uh, this song is... This is not going to
0: fit into the, uh, the normal mold. and no, that's fine. There's um, uh, an artist from Canada, of all things, who does, uh, uh, what was the exact genre? Um,
1: experimental Canadian Rock and Roll.
0: Okay. And uh, the band name, or the artist name is uh, Rush. So uh, Rush is actually, I guess they're actually a band, not just one single artist. Um, but they, uh, hail from, uh, Canada, which is not known for its, uh, Canadian
1: rock and roll.
0: I think they're really cool. I want to crank it up and I want to rip it the off, off. Mm-hmm. and I'm shaking pictures off my walls while enjoying this. Um, so this, the song uh, you're going to hear, uh, this may be an excerpt it may maybe the whole song, but it's called
1: Tom Sawyer.
0: And it's actually an uplifting song with uplifting lyrics, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. with that. Take it away. Rush. I love you. A Monday warrior, me, me, stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, me.